Welcome back to another episode of Nikki Square. How are you doing, Nikki? I'm good. How are you? Good. And obviously, I'm Nicole. Um, today, we I'm talking to like the most exciting guest I think we've had so far um, because I know her personally, and she does really cool things. And she's like one person I like admire. She's my work hero. So her name is Sarah Young. Sarah, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. So, thank you for joining us. Yes, no, please. I'm, thank thank you. you so much for, for having me. I'm very, very excited to be here. I really admire what you two are doing. So this is really cool. Oh, thank, thank you. you. We've yeah. been, this is what our second season and yep. we've been, we, we've been in knee deep, like in November, like at a book signing, doing lots of different authors that. I never met or read their books and some of them are very cool. And some of them like we had really deep, great conversations with. Yeah. It was very, very fun. We had a great time. Yeah. And of course, you know, we first started out doing like YouTube videos and <laughs> those got a little fun. Yeah. We, we weren't like a fan of the YouTube the videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Sarah, why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure, sure. I am, uh, I live in Richmond, in, sorry, in Richmond, Virginia, and I am 41. I <laughs> heard something terrible today that, so I was born in 1980, which was 42 years ago, uh, which is the same distance from 1980 as 1938. So that's awful. Oh my gosh. Um, oh no. That's I upsetting. probably could have went all day without yeah. thinking that, Sarah. Yeah, it's really upsetting. And this is also why I hate math. So, <laughs> well, that's like the other day I was like, oh my gosh, Tuesday is going to be two, 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 two. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. And actually, where I. <laughs> yeah, where I went this weekend, sorry, Sarah, not to no. take away from you, but just a quick little story. Where Please. I went this weekend was Tennessee. It's my brother's 40th birthday. His birthday is actually Tuesday, 2 2 20, uh, 22 is his birthday. So that... he turned 40 on Tuesday. Oh, that's where you went. I was thinking you went to Kentucky. No, Tennessee. Tennessee? That's Tennessee. a cool yeah, So back though. to you, Sarah. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not terribly interesting. I Well, I am, I am a... Yes, she is. Yeah, I'm an avid reader. I have written a few things before, just like a few essays that have been um, like published in literary magazines. Oh, um, awesome. But such a thing. No, yeah, it's, it's, I, it's something I enjoy. And I'm actually, the, the more I listen to what you two are doing, the more inspired I am to maybe consider, especially, I think it was last week when you were speaking with um, Pamela and yes. um she uh wrote her first book at in her 50s like that's so cool yeah Dude, yeah i was so mesmerized by that whole thing like i was under a trance yeah well she had a very soothing voice actually both of you also have really great um voices and i you know we're always super self-critical i was like oh i've practicing not having this like annoying nasally voice that I have <laughs> and I'm sure nobody cares about it like it's something that only I'm bothered with but um yeah I I I'm really enjoy reading I really enjoy writing and um I also enjoy one of the things that I'm really kind of passionate about is something that the two of you have done a lot of uh, women supporting women and yes. uh, women yes. empowering women I just love it I love 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 it and it's especially in a um kind of a competitive industry um, for the two of you to, to reach out and, and interview all these female authors and, you know, make their, in, their works available to other people, kind of um, bring 
light to these authors and other people that, that a lot of them, most of them I haven't heard of. It's just really yeah. cool of you to do. Um, oh, thank yeah. you. Oh, yeah. yeah. We really enjoy it. Yeah, it's, we do. And we also yeah. talk about other stuff, but you know, Nikki's an author herself. I don't proclaim myself as an mm -hmm. author. I even, even though I have like one book out on Amazon. That makes you an author. Yes, it does make you an author, Nicole. Yeah. But I, but, but how Nikki and I met was I took over her blog and my blog blew up. Yes. Um, she did much better with it than I did. I was a, not a great blogger. But it was so time consuming. But I, and it like had like lots of followers on um, Facebook and I, I've gone with Nikki so many times to book signing events where I'm her quote unquote bitch um, her personal <laughs> assistant love it and then you know I've done it with my other friends who are also authors as well so you know I've been all over the world not the world but the states with some people as well so it's cool Sarah I you should write a book I, had, I think I had like what was it almost 25,000 followers yeah oh it, was a, it was a ton it was a ton yeah it was fun and then you had like people come on and do like you know takeovers and giving away prizes and stuff but it was just so time consuming yeah, so time consuming but wow Sarah you've written some articles tell us about those I wrote um I wrote an essay called you're all a bunch of liars and it was about um my experience being pregnant because I was not, you know you I did not do great being pregnant I was um <laughs> you know, those the symptoms that some people get, like, like, you know, the mask of pregnancy that people get right under their eyes where they look like they have a little suntan. Oh, yeah. 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 Mine, was, mine was like on my neck and it made it just look like I was really dirty all the time. Like I had this neck beard thing happening. And... I've actually seen it on someone's neck before. Yeah, I wasn't attractive. <laughs> and it was just about like the joys and beauty of being pregnant that everyone had told me about. They were I was I was really angry. They, they lied. Like it was not fun for me. There were hemorrhoids. <laughs> like there were there were all sorts of things that I was not prepared for. Um, yeah. So, so I wrote that and that was published in a literary magazine. And then it's kind of, I, it's just, just kind of like that, uh, just kind of, um, just funny takes on my ridiculous life. It is very ridiculous. And <laughs> I have a, I have to have a sense of humor about it because you shit up sometimes. Right. So, um, I have a interesting, not, well, I just have a pretty humorous, um, perspective on things. So yeah. it's kind of been humor, um, has been where I've been most successful, but I really enjoy, I don't know, collections of essays like David Sedaris. I'm going to see him, um, gosh, in like a, in a couple of weeks. And he, I love the way he writes too. His, his memoirs are collections of just essays about the ridiculousness of his life, which I totally relate to. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, I know. I only, I only made it to 29 weeks of pregnancy and I, 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 everything that people told me when I was pregnant, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's totally wrong because I was sick the full 29 weeks. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm, I've always been a cleared face girl. I've mm -hmm. never had any problems with acne until I was pregnant. Right. And it was awful. And then, of course, I was stationed over in Germany when I was pregnant, and all I wanted was a freaking goddamn McFlurry all yeah. the time and no one would go get it for me so I was an angry pregnant woman oh god yeah I feel you I feel you I mean it just was I was pregnant at the same time as a good friend of mine 
uh, I got pregnant on accident uh, with my first husband. She got pregnant on purpose. And she was like the Jackie O of pregnant women, just beautiful and glowing. And I was happy for her. I wasn't resentful. But like, that's not at all true. I was really resentful. Like, she just looked like she would just floated in gracefully and you she barely showed and I like showed everywhere you could tell like even my nose looked pregnant it was (laughs) I always heard Nikki you have a boy like if you carry a boy your nose changes well my boy I my boy is actually adopted I don't know if you know that Nicole I did not he but he looks just like you you think so? Yes. <laughs> he, he he is actually Josh's son from a different relationship. Uh, I don't, I'm not going to go into it a whole lot, but I actually no. adopted him um, when he was two years. Well, I just adopted him recently, but I've been in his life since he was two years old. So I actually don't have any experience with being pregnant. <laughs> Bless oh. your heart. Well, I will say um, it takes, and this is just because now I have a husband who uh, has done something very similar with my child. It takes a very remarkable person to step absolutely. into a child's life like that. So that's, absolutely, that says a lot about you yeah, in a good way. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I did not know, but Jackson looks just like you, Dickie. I just don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, he's been with you so long. He might have taken on some of your expressions. You know, yeah, yeah. I've heard that a lot, actually. It's the nature versus nurture sort of a thing, which definitely happens. My son says a lot of the idiotic shit that my husband says. (laughs) Um, So what are you going to do? Nikki, her husband looks like Dave Grohl. Well, a a very shorter uh, (laughs) version. But yeah, he 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 decided like three years ago to stop cutting his hair. And yeah. And so he's gotten very long hair. and he, we never knew how much he looked like Dave Grohl until it, he finally got like past the awkward growing out, you know, mullet bangs phase. Yeah. He, he definitely, he definitely bears a resemblance. Oh, yes. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So you've written um, that essay. What other kind of essays have you written? That's basically it. I, I don't dabble in fiction just because I've. I, I'm not, I just haven't figured that out. You know, I just haven't figured out how to do that. And I'm, I, I'm not creative. So that's why I'm like, yeah, <laughs> well, I, you are creative, but it, it's just a hard, there's, I don't know. It's just a hard thing for me to figure out. Plus with when I'm writing about my life, I don't have to um, like, I'm really good at being self-deprecating <laughs> and it's um, something that I discuss in therapy, but it's a good way to get it out. I think that, you know, and and I really related to a lot about what Pamela said last yeah. week in last week's episode, but like um, there have been pretty traumatic things that have happened in all of our lives. I think, you know, my brother and sister and I all went through a lot of the same stuff together and my brother and I have a, a much more like we're much more in tune with our own sense of humor than my sister is. She's a lot more serious. And I think that it helped. I don't know, it helped us kind of process, and she, not that she did anything wrong, but it just kind of helped us get past things a little bit. Um, so I like writing about kind of the tough stuff, but through the lens of, um, of hey, isn't this funny? But also it's kind of like, but you can also get through it. Like I, I have to kind of pay attention now to, am I, am I kind of masking the seriousness of this by being, you know, by telling jokes? I'm always good at just telling a joke to kind of get away from the topic 
but also I think that <laughs> some shit is just really, really funny. Like some stuff is really funny. And, and sometimes when you're going to laugh or you're going to cry, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather laugh. Oh, well, sure. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Laughter is you a know, great and medicine. I think even, even with writing um, fiction, and I know that I've done this, I can't, obviously I can't talk for all authors, but I do think that even if you're talking about something that has actually happened to you, first of all, writing about it, whether you publish anything or you don't is very cathartic. It's a very yeah. cathartic process. But also, like I know me personally, I do write fiction and romance and all of that stuff. I do incorporate some things that have personally happened to me, but put them through um, through your fictional characters. Yeah, my fictional characters, I make them go through it. So it's kind of like there's a filter on it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not not necessarily happening to me, although I can I know that it happened to me, but it isn't like the world doesn't think that it's happening to me. And so I'm not really putting myself out there necessarily, but I'm still getting those feelings out and kind of going through that cathartic process of writing those feelings down. Does you know what I mean? Does that make sense? It makes I, I was going to say it sounds very cathartic. It sounds yeah. really like a safe way to to acknowledge you know your own experience without yeah. yeah I mean I just it's it sounds I don't it sounds great it sounds yeah. really 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 great and something that probably a lot of people would benefit from and that's what's another thing that's cool about your podcast is how you um anyone can do it like anyone can do it just sit down and write and that's yeah. you're, you're very encouraging of that it's really cool yeah 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 I love the process I love everything about writing and publishing and anything to do with the book world um so I mean that's kind of why we started this podcast it's because Nicole and I love doing the blog together mm -hmm. like she said it was so much work though especially since I went off and started writing and she kind of did the blog herself, but we missed it. We missed that world and that, you know, those connections that we made with other authors and right. readers and all of everything that encompasses the book world. Um, and so, you know, that's kind of where this, where the idea for this podcast was born. And we just absolutely love talking to everyone and promoting everyone, um, you know, and learning different writing styles and different mindsets of writing and all of those types of things. So it's, it's, it, it's super fun. We didn't really like the YouTube part of it just because we didn't really like the whole video setup. Yeah, yeah. we didn't like seeing each other on camera. Yeah, yeah. No, we, I love I was seeing like, you. I look so it's just like Oopa trying Loopa. to figure out. Yeah, trying to figure out the video aspect of it. But man, I think I've said this probably plenty of times on lots of episodes, but outside of writing, podcasting and talking to different, you know, lots of different people is probably one of my favorite things to do now. Well, and yeah. it, you kind of touched on it. And I, I don't it was maybe your first or second episode when you just discussed um, reviewing how how you both view reviewing. It's more of a conversation, you know, rather than saying, here's my take on this which I think is so, so helpful. It's just so helpful. It's kind of like, um, so like my favorite people in the world are people on Amazon who leave reviews with their measurements because I have a weird leash. It's not weird. I mean, I'm just not proportionate. I'm much smaller on top than I am on the bottom. I'm like two sizes different on the bottom than I am on the top. So right. I always look at the reviews to see what's going to fit me. And um, somebody with a similar body type uh, those right. people have a direct line to heaven because <laughs> on, the, on Amazon, you cannot, you can't try stuff on and I'm right. so shitty at returning stuff. And so that's when you ladies are having a conversation about a book, I don't have to um, necessarily be a fan 
of the genre or even familiar with the genre. Like um, I was listening to one about paranormal, uh, a paranormal sexy book. I didn't yeah. even know that that genre existed, but hearing the conversation, I was like, this is something that I would actually be interested in. Yeah, it's yeah. Really I have, I got a paranormal romance book when we went there. One of the authors gave me um, her book and I am drawing a blank. So I apologize. Is it Aaliyah Del Rey? Yes. And, you know, I never really got into paranormal romance and stuff, but it's kind of freaky and I kind of like it. I'm kind of down with the idea. Like, I really, I'm not going to lie. It's really, you know, it's very interesting to me. And when I used I can to... send you her book when I'm done with it if you want to read it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love it. When I used, I, I'm not into, I don't, just lately I haven't, I haven't read a lot of, um, romance novels in a while but when I did I was really about the uh ones with like Fabio on the cover like they're <laughs> really really um like the historical ones like I remember one involved Sam Houston and one involved uh I don't know some duke or duchess of something um so the idea that there could be some sort of ghost you know there's a lot of people like I really wish I would have met James Dean and I wouldn't mind having you know, a discussion about ghost sex with him. I think it would be kind of, <laughs> uh, kind of intriguing to me. No, I remember, like, Sarah, you and I are like around the same age. I remember, like, going to a slumber party, like, back in the day. And I remember seeing, like, a scary movie. But it wasn't, to me, it wasn't scary because I always think, like, all the, the all the movies, the scary movies from the 80s and 90s are like, you know, hilarious. Yeah. Because you could catch them and you're like, that's not going to happen in real life. But like some of the stuff that came that comes out now is like, um, oh, what's the one with the, um, I'm drawing a blank. It's the house. The, the last uh, house on the left. Yes. Yeah. Like some of that stuff, you know, like, okay, that stuff is scary as shit because that could happen in real the life. The torture stuff. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. tough. It's really tough. Yeah. But, like, there was one, like, in the 80s or 90s, and I remember we were all laughing, and, like, this lady was laying on her bed, and she was naked, and, and a ghost was having sex with her, and we're all like, what? <laughs> I don't know how it would work, but listen, I don't fully understand how regular sex works, so why not? Who cares? Hey, Just let it go. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like if you if you would have sat down though i mean do you, do you feel like writing like a memoir about yourself i don't I think mean, i would be interested in reading it because you're just one hell of an interesting person well it would i it would have to be i don't think i could do like a i don't know i, I don't know because i'm that's one thing that i've learned also about li listening to the podcast is i pigeonhole um myself based on ideas of what i think all memoirs are so like i don't think i could do something chronological because i haven't some of it's not very interesting but i could do like a collection of essays about things that have happened so like for example um we have a teledoc system at uh, at our at our work like we have a teledoc where we can call a doctor and i had a hemorrhoid and this is right before I got married to my current husband. I get married a lot. It's no big deal. And hey, same here, girl. This word, I support it. <laughs> you get yours. I'm getting mine. We're good. So it was like a month before my wedding. And of course, uh, thanks to my now 13-year-old son, every now and again, I get hemorrhoids. So I uh, did the teledoc, but I did the video chat. And so, like, I laid on the floor of the bathroom. And, like, I took my son's wall mirror off. And I'm like prop that you know 
between my legs and then I filmed like I pointed the phone towards the mirror which was pointed at the hemorrhoid and the guy was like uh you're gonna need to actually go to a doctor and get that looked at and I said uh that's never what you want to hear when you show somebody your butthole and he said (laughs) he said can can you put the phone back at your face now so like stuff like that like little little stories like that that could be like a page and a half or two but just like I've got a ton of those um but I don't know how to make that like a chronological thing I absolutely think you could make that into a story like oh absolutely just that right there you could just make it into a whole story yeah absolutely chapter would just be called like buttholes or something because <laughs> that works on or so what not levels. to do when you're calling a tell doc to show your butthole yeah <laughs> like you know what you went to medical school you can handle this ma'am no it was a right. sir yeah right but I didn't really like his tone anyway <laughs> so yeah, I did you know what I could hear that you didn't like his tone when you conveyed that story I could hear it <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much so so if I did do a memoir, it would have to be something, I don't, I couldn't, I don't know, like it's just a collection of little snippets like that. I don't think I, but, but memoirs, I guess, don't have to be chronological, right? Like they could, they could, there's been tough stuff, right? Like my mom died just in the pandemic um, and she died from cancer and I'm so sorry. Oh, no, that's okay. It's okay. It's okay. My mom was a remarkable woman and, um, she was so impressive and just a phenomenal, uh, just caring and everybody loved her. Like, whatever, like, let's get over it. We all love Betty. We know that she's great. Let's talk more about me. Um, But there were some really funny moments that happened throughout the process, throughout the process of her getting sick. And, um, you know, she had, she didn't die of COVID, she had cancer. And so we really got to spend a lot of, and we're very grateful for it, but my brother and sister and I got to spend a lot of quality time together. But some of that shit is hilarious. Like some of the stories, and it, again, it has to do with our uh, perspective, but um, yeah, like some of that stuff is hilarious. Like we were tired in the hospital. And so we, we were just like bored, bored, bored to death. So we got a poker game with like the nurses and we tried to convince the doctor. My mom tried to convince the doctor to play strip poker with us. And he actually took his tie off and like threw it in the pot. Like, there's oh some, my. Yeah, there's some, oh. there's some funny stuff. Um, so, yeah, there's been some some tough times, but uh, there were some, I don't know, there were some really funny stories that kind of came out of it. So I'm maybe. glad that you're able to see the silver linings or see the humor. And speaking of that, one of the things I was trying to tell Nikki about what you, um, with the Rosie at mm-hmm. work, can you explain that to yeah, her? Yeah, sure. So I, um, it's a, it's a very long story and I'm going to try to make it really fast, but I, uh, got married very young and never finished my education. And I always had a chip on my shoulder about that, which I never really realized until the last couple of years. Um, And I got a job at a daycare center and I worked there for about 15 years. And it was really um, not the best. There were some there were some really great parts about it, but it just didn't pay very well. And uh, I had a, a young child and I finally said, you know what, I've got to, I've got to find something. At this point, I was a single mom. I've got to find something that makes more money. So I got a job in um, kind of like the, uh, the corporate world. And I um, worked really hard and was really nice uh, to people. And I started to kind of move my way up 
And I started working for this woman, a very uh, teeny tiny woman with like the biggest personality. I think she had to be that tiny because she's got such a huge personality. Uh, she is a, a, a white woman, a lesbian with a shaved head. And she was my boss and she was incredible. I'm very encouraging. And she encouraged me to um, apply for roles in leadership. And I was like, no, you're out of your mind. Like, I'm, <laughs> I would not make a good leader. And finally, one day she said, listen, I've gotten a promotion. I've accepted the promotion. You can either work for somebody else and have somebody else run this team or you can apply for the for the job. And I said, I don't. I don't want to work for anybody else. So I went ahead and applied for the job and I got the job. So I became a, a, a leader within the company. And almost immediately, I started noticing things happening. Like um, I was in these meetings with people who are now my peers, uh, most of the men, and I was getting interrupted a lot. Um, I, I just, uh, people were talking over me or kind of being a little dismissive, mostly, again, mostly men, not in a way that I think that they even noticed, but I was noticing it. And all of my confidence was gone. And I started to think, God, I'm just, I'm faking it. Like one of these days they're all going to figure me out and I'm going to have to go back to the daycare center again. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be rough. And after one particularly shitty um, week, it was a Friday, uh, Karen, the, um, my former, manager and um the one who encouraged me to become a leader and this other woman jess this young african-american woman who was also in leadership we were kind of commiserating about what a shitty week we'd had and it, and it all worked out very weirdly because they lived like two hours away and i you know they carpooled um i usually couldn't hang out or do much after work because a single mom um, but that that Friday, my son was at his dad's and they didn't have any commitments. And we decided to go get Mexican food because that cures every problem that you have. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. So so over like a bucket of guacamole and they were drinking some margaritas. Um, we talked about our week and we kind of came up with some solutions. And at the end of the night, we were like, this is fantastic. Like this was really helpful. We should probably do this for other women in leadership. Um and so we started looking around for other women and realized there aren't a lot of women in leadership. And it wasn't just at our company. It's kind of in a lot of companies, uh, there just aren't women in leadership. So we did some research to figure out why. And um, it turns out, I don't know if you guys know this, that white guys have it all figured out. Um, if <laughs> one of the statistics that we found out is um, men, I'm sorry, women or um, people of color, but particularly women and women of color won't apply for any job if they, unless they meet a hundred percent of the qualifications where typically statistically white men will apply for a job if they only meet 50% of the qualifications. And really, yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. Like, let's just do what the white guys do. Let's encourage people. Not that they're doing anything wrong. Like this is the right thing to do. What's the worst thing that happens? Just throw your hat in the ring and see what happens. Right. Um, and so what we did is we started this organization within the company to uh, encourage women to just apply for leadership roles. Because I don't care if my boss is a man or a woman, although historically I've had very strong female leaders. 
I really just want the best person in the role. And we don't know if we have the best person in the role if 50% of the people aren't even applying. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. so that's that's really what we do. So we get we have speakers come and they come monthly and kind of just, they'll either speak on a, a topic um, or they'll just kind of tell their story of who they are and how they got to to where they are. And we've had men come, we've had women come, and it's it's actually for all staff. We have a really good amount of men that come to these events that are very um, supportive of Rosie. Rosie stands for reaching out to support, inspire, and empower. And it's really just about um, it's really just about supporting women, and we all. Um, kind of statistically sell ourselves short. Yeah. Um, and that, that again, that's one of the, the things that I love about this podcast is how supportive you are of other female writers in, in the corporate world. I'm really lucky. Like I've only been doing my job for six years. And in those six years, I haven't seen any um, girl on girl crime, like not a lot of backstabbing, a lot of encouragement and a lot of support but it's out there. It's out there. Oh, yeah. You hear oh, it. it's totally. Yeah. And I find it more relaxing at the company that we're at, Sarah. Mm -hmm. I do find a lot of women are supporting women there than where I was before at a bigger company um, that's nationwide. Um, so it, 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 it was just, it was just refreshing to see that yeah. as, you know, I'm going on, oh, wow, I'm going on my two year Anniversary. Yeah. And it's just refreshing to see that in a company that does that. And that's why I was telling Nikki, I'm like, we have to get Sarah on here because of how, first of all, you're just one hell of a person. <laughs> Thank you. And well, and I, I sometimes feel like us like 40 year olds have to stick together. <laughs> well, that's that's a fact. Like that, that's <laughs> that's a fact. I think that um, I'm really lucky because I had such a, a strong and confident mom, right? Like I was raised, you know, by a by a badass. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why my brother's wife would say that my brother is a um, good husband because he was raised by a strong, independent woman. You, you know what I mean? And I'm, right. I'm really lucky that I've had good role models, but you can see um, the intimidation and, and, and I still have it. Like I still have this imposter syndrome. I'm still intimidated. Just, just speaking to the two of you because, um, you know, you're so smart and you're so you're into something that I also am into, but know very little about, but you're, you know, you're perpetuating this, um, positive and inviting environment that, that I think that, is becoming more and more the norm and it's so important. And then being like a, in your forties and, um, and a woman is it's, it can be tough, man. It can be really, really tough. Like I am just old, like my, my body just hurts sometimes. And I'm starting to, I'm, I'm starting to like get some of the signs of getting older. Like I've got a full blown mustache. When the hell did that happen? I was in a meeting <laughs> I think, Nicole, you might have been there because I don't give a shit anymore. I found like this six inch long chin hair that was like out of nowhere. It was it was jet black. I'm a redhead. I have no black hair anywhere on my body. Uh, this jet black six, six inch long chin hair. 
and uh it, it was like so thick I could have towed an airplane and oh just yanked it out of my face in front of everybody like it's no joke being a woman especially yes. a woman that's getting older all of a sudden sometimes my armpits just start sweating and people don't talk about this like people don't talk about the changes that men and women like I have no listen I don't understand penises. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about this. Like, I don't know how men can walk around naked and not laugh at each other. They're a little ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't yeah. know. I don't know if men go through a change, like a hormonal change like women do, but it is no joke. And it's, and it's already starting. And so it's, we've got oh. to support each other because of this oh, shit. Yes. Oh, is, I'll tell you right real. now, I sleep with my window cracked. Mm -hmm. I have two big flown, big two fans on me blowing yeah. it's the hot flashes like i've i've soaked through pajamas and yeah. and then of course i sometimes pick my face to get the hairs off my chinny chin chin yeah they are annoying and it's like where is this stuff coming from well like, yeah and and we are we're women in in corporate america we're right. we are decision makers we're thinkers we're badass women um so we're not the only people that are going through this and i think that if we have if we start to have conversations about this and maybe include men in on the conversation there can be some empathy that kind of doesn't exist because we're supposed to be these uh smart it, we have to be uh not assertive we have to really watch how we communicate because we could be bitchy you know i can i it's it's a really delicate thing for women that that's kind of becoming more and more um you know that's a more antiquated thought right but being older you know we're going to start going through menopause and we're going to start having the symptoms and you don't know when that shit's going to happen you could be in a meeting and all of a sudden have one of these hot flashes that is just like it is it just, happened to me the other day with yeah. my boss and I just started, I was talking about something and I started crying. I'm like, I don't understand why I'm crying. I yeah. think I'm going through menopause. <laughs> and he just looked at me like, what the fuck? <laughs> but that, that's the thing is that we're nuanced, Nicole. Like, yes, you, um, you, you are going through this change in your life, but also you are bad ass at your job. And not only that, you are, um, you're smart and you're willing to help and you go the extra mile and you help coach and develop. And you also just happen to be a woman that's having these hormonal things. That is such a small part of who we are. Oh, I feel like it's been, it's been like affecting me lately. Cause I'm like, I don't understand. I don't know. I'm like telling one of my friends at work. I'm like, I just don't understand where I'm getting all this hair on my chin. And I'm like <laughs> totally clicking it all day. That's why you're not seeing me with my camera on because I can't see my chins. But we're mammals. <laughs> we're supposed to have hair. And it's such a small part. Like it has nothing to do with how you are as an employee or, or how, you know, you're just, you're just a badass who happens to get chin hair sometimes. It's not the end of the world. We yeah. I mean, I, I forewarned the, the younger generation and yeah. all my team, like you just watch, you just oh, wait, God, you may yeah. laugh at me now, but just wait. Yeah. Before you know it, you're going to be video, sh videoing your butthole and sending it to a doctor who's rude about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sarah, I had a breast reduction done back in uh, 2004. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was when I was actually, actually a single mom too. And, 
you know, and he was like, can I just see your boobs? I'm like, can you just see my boobs? Of course you can. Oh, yeah. And then, like, when he was doing the measurements, and I'm like, you know, Doc, I haven't been filled up like this in a hot minute. Yeah. <laughs> so I totally get what you mean with that. I mean, uh-huh. I'm right there with you, but that's awesome. Though. You've got to have a sense of humor about this sort of thing because yes. it's tough, you know, it's tough. And, again, you're either going to laugh or you're going to cry. And I cry plenty. I do. I cry. It is hilarious. One of the things that has helped me through this pandemic is audiobooks because I feel oh like gosh. I don't have any time to myself unless right. I'm walking the dog. And I cannot tell you how many times I've been listening to an audiobook, walking through my neighborhood, crying like a goddamn crazy person. And I yeah. don't even care if my neighbors think that I'm mentally unbalanced because A, I probably kind of am. But right. B, they really, audiobooks have helped me. Like they've really helped me just get through this. Listen, I just started listen not to interrupt you. Sorry about no, no, that. Go ahead. But I also just started recently listening to audiobooks and I love to read, but I just find myself not having the time, the time. Yeah. to read. And so I got into I got into audiobooks and although sometimes if the narrator is kind of off, like it kind of puts me off on the story. Sure. I can devour books so much more now listening well, yeah. to them. It's, you can do it when you're when you're doing the dishes or making dinner or driving right. to the grocery store or walking through the grocery store. Like, yes. yeah, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. I I because Nikki and I have talked about audiobooks on our previous podcast episodes and um I just dipped into it just recently and I gotta tell you it's kind of humor humorous when you're like when you because I've read the book before and so it's one of my naughty romance ones oh and it's so funny how like the the person that's doing the audiobook describes yeah like I don't know I how to hear somebody say like turgid you know, tumescent, I don't know, whatever the other words for an erection are, like, I would be really funny. Big viney. (laughs) (laughs) The one-eyed monster. (laughs) Yeah. Well, listen, I'm listening right now. Um, I don't know if any, either of you have heard of it. It's called Priest. It's by Sierra Simone. I like a little bit of a darker romance. And so this is a priest who is like going against his priesthood of, you know, celibacy and all of that. And it's very sexy. It oh my gosh you wouldn't uh, it is very sexy and I'm pulling into the bank yesterday or what is today Sunday I'm pulling into the bank on Friday to, uh, and I have my audio book going and it's this priest talking about this woman and he's just going into very very detailed uh, uh, how he his feelings about her mm. and I and I realized that I'm rolling my window down and you know talking to this uh banker lady and my audiobook is still playing oh. i was like oh my gosh sure i hope she did was- not hear this i had to stop it really quickly but oh i thought it would have been the highlight of her day though that is <laughs> <laughs> yes but like it's um uh, yes audiobooks like romance audiobooks are like so different like i'm just like sometimes if there's too much like you know naughty or spicy mm-hmm. stuff in there sometimes when I'm reading it I kind of skip over it because I I don't know I just I'm kind of like that but like listening to it is it's different it's just a different it, it sounds great I'm kind of curious to see down now how 50 shades of gray is going to read to me when I'm with the audiobook I bet I see I did not enjoy 50 shades of gray and I'll tell you why I don't trust 
adult blonde men. And I don't care if that makes me like prejudice. I just don't trust him. And it's because of Spencer Pratt. I don't know if you remember him. <laughs> oh, yes. God. I can't stand Spencer Pratt. I just so, didn't talk about Laguna Hills. Yeah. And and all them all yeah. day, Sarah. Yeah. I, oh. I just, because of him, he just did it for me. I'm, and, and I, there's like two adult blonde men that I've met that I like, but most of them I won't give the time of day. And so I think Christian Gray's a blonde, right? I think he has kind of reddish, is supposed to have reddish blonde hair. Well, but they, also, were, they were talking about how Char- Charlie Hayne pe- play his character for the movie. I'm not mad at that. I mean, I right. am a fan of, he's just yes. seems like a, um, he seems like a nice guy that like keeps in touch with his mom. Like now I'm getting into <laughs> my own fantasy about him. Like he seems like the kind of guy that if you were at dinner together and you got up to go to the bathroom, like he would do that thing where he would like half stand up, you know, cause you're like, he just seems like a gentleman, but also that would like slap Bad you around if you heat. wanted him to like, he's yeah. With consent. But yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of his. I, uh, I am also a huge fan of his, but he was not my pick for Christian gray. My, Me pick, too. For, my pick for Christian gray was always, always, always Ian Summerhalder. I can see it. I mean, he has those very, very like chiseled feet. So my uh-huh. only experience with Ian Summerholder, and this will show you what a nerd I am, was from the TV show Lost. And his character on Lost was, I don't even know if he was interesting because he was so hot. Like, I don't even remember one thing about him except for his blue eyes penetrated my soul. Uh-huh. Um, he's just hot. Like, he's just yeah. very handsome. And, and I, I think he continues to age like in a really good way like, oh just, yeah for yeah. sure yeah I actually had never seen him in anything I mean I'd seen him like um on social media or whatever but I actually never watched like I never watched the vampire diaries or what? lost yeah, yeah I know oh I love my sparkly vampire stories I will tell you I will admit that to this day that's I, I, I liked twilight and I know that 50 no, I, I like twilight yeah and I know that Fifty Shades of Grey is Twilight f- fan fiction. Yes. But yeah. I liked the Twilight books a lot. And I think it was because at the time I was at the end of my marriage and I was like, oh, wait, like, this is what, this is, you know, this is happy stuff. This is love. This is romance. And and it was kind of like cool because there's a possibility that something like like a 17 year old vampire would like buy me a Volvo or whatever it was that he did. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just, I really enjoyed the books as as a kind of a I don't know quasi-feminist right now I I don't like that it's a bunch of guys kind of deciding for her what she was going to do but there is something sexy about that too right like there's nothing wrong with having two guys fight over you but both of them are just like no she can yes she can and and she's not really given an opportunity to say at least not that I remember this is what I want to do and Fuck you guys. Oh, sorry. To hell with you guys. Oh, yeah. You could have said it. You're yeah. But yeah. I mean, they're also. I definitely think it depends on the dynamic uh, yes. of the story. Like, if it's just straight, you know, no. Uh, yeah. If it's just straight, like, dominance by the one side. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not down for that. Well, and in Twilight, she did her own thing anyway. Like, she kind of right. let them argue or whatever but she right she she wasn't even trying to reason with them like no 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 this is what i want to do and here's why she just let them do her own thing and she did whatever she was going to do anyway so right that's you, you know nikki just listening to um sarah talk you know who she reminds me of who's that our favorite person that we ran into in columbus that was two sheets to the wind 
Tara Sivlik with her stories. Oh, yeah. Oh, I want to hear. What's her name? Tara, Tara, Sy- Tara Civic. Civic, yeah. She's actually from Ohio. She's an author. She wrote, um, what was what was the name of the books? Seduction uh, and Snacks. We actually did a, a podcast That's episode right. about it. Well, and she's on the, she's movies, right? She's on the, what is uh-huh. the? Passion is, Flicks. Yeah, Passion yeah. Flicks. I was just listening to that one while I was doing laundry. And yeah. I was, A, about to look up Passion Flicks. But, and you were, you guys were so cryptic. I loved the way you did it because I was definitely hooked in. You said, we're not going to tell you much, but this is the name of it. And I recommend that you look it up. And yes. Oh, you would laugh your ass off. Okay, so like the story I could relate to in in a sort of way because, um, she went. She went. I loved how they said it was the University of Ohio, but it was really OU, Ohio University. Mm -hmm. And uh, she had a she. She was like, I gotta lose my virginity. Gotta lose my virginity. (laughs) And she hooks up with this one guy. He doesn't even go to OU, and she gets pregnant. Oh Jesus! Oh my God! My nightmare. <laughs> and so well, she goes her, back don't, home don't, and don't her... give it away too much, Nicole. She's yeah, watch but it. let's just yeah, put, let's just to. put it that way. She just goes back home, and in her life is just freaking hysterical. It is very very funny. It sounds hilarious. And and what is the name of it again? Uh, something and snacks. Seduction, Seduction and snacks. Ah, there it is. Yeah, I'm writing it down. Seduction and snacks. That sounds. Yeah. It also sounds like I just remembered an idea that I had for a book when I was like a senior in high school, which is funny because it really shows you what a psychopath I am. So I'm really into <laughs> um, true crime and serial killer podcasts. And oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yep. It's a mess. And so I had, and I guess I always have because I had this idea and I, this might actually exist and maybe I'm trying to steal it. Um, I had this idea for a a book where there's a serial killer who's going around uh, killing virgins. And so all these girls in this high school are running around trying to lose their virginity so they don't get killed. Um, But, oh, shit, there was something that was really funny. And I don't remember. All right, I'm going to get back to you. I'm going to find my diaries because I still have those from high school. It's very embarrassing. Um, No, no, nothing wrong with that. No. No, not at all. I'm going to find out the rest of that plot and get back to you. But it was, it was going to be funny. I promise you. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> oh, I believe it. Yeah. So Sarah, can you tell me, so you said you, that your project is called the Rosie project. Is that yes. something that just lives within the company that you work with? Or is this something that like you have a website or. No, it just lives within our company. Um, but one of the cool things about it is that Jess, one of the co-founders, she's the young, um, African-American woman, she actually just left our company and went to a completely different industry. Mm-hmm. Um, still like in the corporate world. And she she took she took it with her. Like she's not using the same name. And that's but but she took the idea with her and she's starting that at her new company. And okay. that's that's what's most important is that just getting that out there for these women to support each other however they can. If you just, you know, get Absolutely. a group of you to get coffee or video chat each other it's yeah we, we it's a tough world and we need to oh, support yeah. each other I just think that you know women are and I'm probably going to take shit for saying this but I feel like women and their responsibilities are held to a higher standard 150 percent you're yeah. absolutely right uh yeah. and so you know we have all of these responsibilities that we do at home then we also go to work and you know we have we're parents and you mm-hmm. know schooling and all of this stuff and so I 
really think that that's a fantastic idea. Absolutely. hundred percent. Thank you. Yeah. I've, I've found that it's very successful. We have seen an increase in women in leadership, women applying for leadership. Now, the further you look up the ranks, it's still very pale and very male. Yeah. Um, But it's a good way of putting that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, we still, we see progress. We just have, we have a way to go and um, we couldn't do it without, support for men and women but especially the women there's some badass there's some badass women out there who just have no idea what they're capable of and I was one of them and if I didn't have somebody this little four foot ten woman with a shaved head physically get me to click the mouse to apply for this job in leadership I wouldn't have done it and um and it turns out I'm good at it and you are well thank you thank you and I enjoy it and there are other people that sell themselves too short and that's um we, we've got to help them with that and I just I would just like to add that I have and I think you said this too Sarah I have no problem with white men being mm-hmm. in any position that yeah. they you know are qualified to be in sure but I do think I do think it's a good conversation to have and it and like you said, you threw out the, the statistics that you find. Mm-hmm. I do feel like it is 100% true that women, um, whether it be because they don't feel like that they will get the job, like you right. said, they don't feel like they even qualify for the job. Right. I do feel like that is it, it, women are discouraged from trying um, yeah. to well, grow themselves. Yeah. yeah. They really are. You're, you're, you're right. Because we wear so many hats. We are exactly so nuanced and it's, um, it just doesn't have to be like that. And I think that having another woman say, you've got this, you have got this, you're, you've got that. I think it, for me, it has helped so much and I just have to (laughs) help other women. If, if I hadn't, I don't know where I would be if I hadn't left my last job because I really was making after 15 years, like $22,000 a year or something. And I just not enough to support myself and my son. And if I hadn't had a supportive, badass mom and then in this new company, uh, supportive women around me, I I just I it would have been a shame because I turn it turns out I've got a lot of potential that I had no idea about. And we just have to help each other. And you know, and you know what really, what really gets me, Sarah, I mean, just from watching you, cause you know, I've been in our, our business for, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, it'd be 22 years this June. Oh my gosh. And, um, you know, it's amazing. Like how you really do inspire us women. Oh, you thank really you. do. Like I will sometimes sit at my, at my little corner in my house and my desk going, what would Sarah, what would Sarah oh. be doing right now if I was. I was in, if this was, if she was in my shoes, what would Sarah do? I would and cry. I would probably cry. That's why I don't tell you. I, <laughs> or make a joke about it. I, it. I don't want you to think like I'm kissing your ass, but no, no, but it's I know the it. God honest truth. And that's just how I am. I'm an honest, I feel like I like to be an honest person. And, um, and it, it is, you really are an oh, spying, inspiring person. Thank you. And uh, you are, you like wear, you wear my hero cap and, Ugh. I just wish that the men and the the men in general can at least get some type of training to let, you know, we do a lot. We are, we do a lot. 
Well, and that's something that we work on. One of the things that we've just presented with the CEOs of the company or the, the executives, the C-suite people, is um, training, just DEI or diversity, equity, and inclusion training for them, including unconscious bias and uh, microaggressions, things like that, like um, things that you're not aware of when it comes to conversations that you're having. I cannot know, Nicole, she and I are in the same meeting once a week or once every other week. And I'm always interrupted by this guy every time. So finally, mm -hmm. I've, I've just started muting him. And I don't even know if he knows that it's me. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> but I've it's, been calling him Kia. Yeah, it's just... It, it, know it's it all. Not, I don't know that he knows that he's doing it. It's a nice person. I, I, but I'm in other meetings with this person who doesn't do that to other people. So it is, um, yes, there definitely needs to be training and it has to start at the top because if it's important to your the heads of your companies, Absolutely. then yeah, then it's going to be important all the way down. And that's one of the things that Rosie is working on now. And we've gotten approval for a lot of good trainings, um, for, for our executives, because it's, it's, again, it's, awfully pale up there and awfully male and that's fine if they're the best people for the job but we don't really know we don't we we just right. we don't really know and they're invested in making sure that they're doing the right thing too and I, I mean we're really lucky to work for a company that's like that I think it mm -hmm. helps that we're smaller but it's I don't know. It's pretty exciting. It's an exciting time to be a woman. There's a lot of um, diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives just happening everywhere right now. So, you know, we just we just need to hold each other's hands or stand beside each other and and know our worth, like know our value. We can we can Jesus, we can raise a, a family. We can we're we're amazing people. Like we're just yes. amazing people. I am woman. Hear me roar. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. Well, Sarah, I would like to have you back on another time because I feel Absolutely. like we have a ton yeah. more to talk about. Yes. Uh, I know we're coming up on our hour mark here, just over an hour mark here. So, and, and I tell you what, this has been a fantastic conversation. Oh, thank uh, you. So anytime you want to come back, uh, we welcome you because yes. like I said, anytime. I like we you have a ton more to talk about. Yeah, I, anytime. I am, uh, I lead a very boring life. <laughs> so this has been the highlight of my week for sure maybe my month yeah well let me just tell you this real quick some parting ways i try to be like sarah young at the end of our podcasts and i always say your famous line make good choices make good choices yeah that's make right choices. that's right i heard that and i was like oh that's that's something i say too and that's something that my mother taught me because she knew i was a hoe so it was um, <laughs> i used to be a hoe but not no mo yeah <laughs> i'm just a married hoe i mean never mind anyway so yeah make good choices is important <laughs> it's important <laughs> Well, Sarah, we appreciate you so much coming on the podcast. Like I said, you're welcome back anytime. Oh, thank uh, and you. And thank you so much for taking some time out of your day today to speak. Yeah, with thank you, thank you, thank you. No, I can't, I'm, I have to kiss the ground you walk on. Oh, stop it. <laughs> no, you're amazing. You. You're both wonderful. I just want to thank you for all that you do, um, not only for supporting women, but just getting good information out there. You're supporting, you know, I guess small business owners because yeah. these are these are authors and uh, I just think it's really cool. It's, it's very impressive. Yeah, and if you ever feel like you want to get that get the courage to write your essays or anything, you know, to reach us, we're happy to, you know, re read them for you and then oh, I appreciate it. that. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Thank you. We like All to right. read. Well, thank you so much, and everyone have a good evening. And thank as you. Sarah Young would tell me every day, go for it, Sarah. Make good choices. Yes. That's right, everybody. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.